This month, our podcast is brought to you by Jay Brooks Coffee Roasters in Memphis, Tennessee. You know by now how much I love coffee, and Jay Brooks has a special place in my heart. True North is their original signature blend. Its name points to Jesus Christ, who they say is the real owner of this company. The name reminds us that we are guided by unwavering integrity and clarity of purpose directed by our Lord. The name derives from the world of orienteering, finding your way across terrain with a map and a compass. In order to stay on course and avoid getting lost, the compass must remain oriented toward true north to avoid getting off track by the pull of the compass toward magnetic north. When trekking in the backcountry, the alignment of the compass with true north must be regularly calibrated multiple times along the path in order to stay on course. Did you know that? I love learning new things. Just as the pull of magnetic north can get a hiker off track and eventually lost, so the pull of the world can also affect each one of us. If we're not careful to constantly calibrate ourselves, our spirits, ethics, morals, decisions, with our perfect standard in Jesus, we'll slowly but surely lose our way and end up somewhere we don't want to be. It's in these moments when it's especially important to create some breathing room and ask, how's all that working for you? Jaybrook's Coffee Roasters offers True North as a perfectly balanced cup that reminds us to remain centered in the one who is perfect to orient our lives every day. And hopefully we'll savor a cup that infuses a bit of tasty delight along the way. To order this signature blend for yourself and learn more about Jay Brooks, click the link in the show notes or visit jbrookscoffeeroasters.com. That's the letter J, brookscoffeeroasters.com. You are officially invited to create some breathing room. This is the absolute best podcast to find the strategies, resources, and motivation you need to stop drowning in overwhelm break free from hustle culture, and live out your God-given purpose. I'm your host, Rachel Baker, and girl, I've been there, done that. It is my God-given purpose to help you find space for an intentional life so you can confidently live in those strengths, skills, and passions that light you up and serve others. I know you are ready to create some breathing room, so let's do it together. Hey, welcome to episode six of Create Some Breathing Room. Today, we are chatting it up with Janice Cook. Who is Janice Cook? Well, let me tell you. Janice is a former public school teacher turned virtual support provider, and she helps business owners tidy up their systems so the work week is peaceful and productive. Doesn't that sound nice? We all want to be peaceful and productive, and that's part of what we're going to talk about in the episode today. Janice is really passionate about helping business owners spend time on the tasks that they love because she believes that's a key factor in the creation of high quality resources that can make an impact for others. How beautiful is that? You guys, this conversation today is amazing. It was so helpful for me. I know it's going to be helpful for you. We're going to be talking about what it looks like to be productive versus just being busy. We're talking about what it looks like to create an ideal work week, create that breathing room for yourself, and actually get a handle on your capacity. So many gold nuggets in this episode. I cannot wait for you to hear it. Let's jump in with Janice Cook. Janice, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you are on here. We talk quite a bit already. This is not new for us, but you have so much valuable information that our listeners are going to benefit from. I cannot wait for them to hear from you today. Before we jump in to all the things, because we do have a lot of things, tell everybody who you are. So I am Janice Cook, and I work with people who are overwhelmed, right? I think the fun thing about working in the systems and productivity space is that we get brought in two chapters too late. So um, I work with a lot of teacher business owners who probably tried to hire help because they thought it would make their life better, but because they didn't have their ish organized first for a time period, it made things worse. And then I come and we backtrack a little bit and we clean up systems, the behind the scenes, skeletons in our closet work. So I love to help business owners reprioritize their week so they can spend their time on the tasks they love and we can take things off their plates. Yes. And you're so good at it. Um, This is the person, everybody, this is the person I go to when I'm in that moment of like, oh, 
oh my gosh, what even is happening in my life? I can't even think straight. <laughs> and it's like phase one is like, okay, like what are we doing right now? And then phase two is like, okay, so how do we get here? Like what's the lesson here? Yes. Where did we misstep so that we don't end up here again? And I love being a thought partner with people for that process because there's never any judgment. Oh my goodness. Not here for judgment and shame and finger pointing that gets us nowhere. But I'm here to give people a permission slip that like, that's fine. Like we all, we all get overwhelmed. We all end up in this situation. But since I get to guide people through it on a regular basis, maybe I could help you get to the other side of the mountain a little faster. Yes. And you're so good at it. So good at it, which is why today's conversation is going to be so good. Um, We are talking about managing our own personal capacity this month. And I especially want to look at this with you around the idea of being super busy versus being super productive, because those we know are not the same thing. Um, I've heard a lot of women. And I mean, we've been those women, right? But we talk about, I've been so busy all day, but I don't even know what I did all day. I've been it's like running on a hamster wheel, right? Like I'm just running, running, running. What did I even do? Um, they don't feel like they've been productive. And that was us once upon a time as well. Still happens sometimes. But talk to me about your experience with this. Yeah. So I'm really in a season. I know that you follow this person too, but I love the lazy genius. Yes. And this I principle that she has about naming what matters. So like there's no badge for being busy and filling up all of your beautiful hours of the day with things if at the end of the day, none of them felt impactful. So if they weren't the things that actually mattered, you just made yourself tired and lost a day of your life. If they weren't the things that were the most important, then like who won this club cranium? Like nobody yeah. <laughs> But I think a lot of us skip the step of actually identifying what the things are that are important because it's uncomfortable internal work. Yes. When you actually ask someone like, what are the two most important things that get done today? They get really upset, right? They're like, no, there are 15 things and they're all very important and I will do all of them. Thank you very much. Right. Um, Because it's so uncomfortable. And I think there's this um, this stage of life that I'm in as a, a wife and a mom and an employee and on all the things. It's humbling to realize as a mom that you really can't actually get very many things done in a day and do them well. In my work day, I can move the needle for two clients in a day. I hate that that's the case. I always put three things on my plate and I always pick two and I do them really well. And the third one moves. It's just a pattern I see myself falling into. But when I do two things, I show up in the world really well for those people. And so I try to stack my to-do list with two things for clients and then one thing for my family. Of the 9,000 things that I need to do as a mom today, what's the like one next one that's the most time bound and the most urgent and like the glass ball that if that one doesn't get done, I'm going to feel like a terrible mom. If I get more things than those three done today, God bless America, but I might not. And so if I can give myself the permission to enter my office in the morning, just thinking about those three things, then I have a chance. I have a chance at those three things being done really well. And then I'm not beating myself up later. Why didn't I get all 11 things done? It's because you can only do three, dear. Like your capacity is three things, two for people's businesses and one for my family. And that means if it's a day I'm working on my own business, then I have to subtract from somewhere. So it has to be one client's business and then I'm the other client and then one thing for my family. Mm -hmm. And I think just the real talk of that, the sobering that... Maybe there was a season of life where I could do 10 things in a day, but like this ain't that. (laughs) Right. We're not Um, there now. now. It's three. Like those, it's three and the family one has to count. It's not three work things. And then I'm mad I didn't get to the family thing. It's not three work things. And why have I never cleaned a bathroom? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Like it has to, there have to be blocks for those things to go in and you have to decide what's important to you. And what's important to me is not the same thing that what's important to my friend or my neighbor or my colleague. Yes. So that's what I love about the lazy genius. It's like, okay, but what matters to you? Uh-huh. Name what matters. What are the three most important things for you today? And sometimes we can talk about weekends for sure. Sometimes what will bring me the most self-care and peace is a catch-up day. 
because I literally can't enjoy anything else on my calendar because all I'm thinking about is the fact that these other things are open loops and they're driving me mad. Yes. I love a good catch-up day. It feels yeah. so good to just go through and knock a bunch of those things off that have just been sitting and And I waiting. think the reflection piece of why we got there is so important. Like, do I want a catch-up day every weekend? Oh my God, no. Because then I'm working six days a week. But like, why did we get here? Oh, because we had no internet on Monday and there was a snow day on Tuesday and then there was a half day on Friday. Cool. Like I'm only one person. Obviously, I didn't get all the blocks I planned for. There was nothing I could have done to avoid that. Cool. I'll now take my catch-up day. Yes. Oh, that goes back to a previous episode that we just released yes. recently of like I just I needed to encourage other women who felt like they were drowning because it was one of those weeks. It was just like nothing went like it was supposed to. The schedule was not what it was supposed to and be. Sometimes it's my fault, right? Sometimes I schedule in a way where I set myself up to fail. And so I need to stop and reflect and learn that lesson. But other times I'm like, well, I didn't know they were going to take my internet away. And right. I can't do my job without my internet. Um, <laughs> I didn't yes. know it was going to snow in late spring. Cool. Was there anything I could do about that? No. Awesome. Let's pivot. So I, I do want to learn the lessons as they come up, but I, I think it's really sobering and certain seasons of life to just realize what your capacity is. You know that I have a neighbor right now with a, a newborn and we've talked kindly about capacity. It's mm -hmm. like, I love the things you used to be able to do one month ago in your life. Isn't that so funny? Um, <laughs> I love that journey. We've all been there. Also like, Let's talk about how important it gets to like pee before the next time you sit down and your infant nap traps you. Like those are the new most important things in the day. They're not the same as what they were three weeks ago. So capacities change. Here in the South, you know, we respond to that. Bless your heart. Yes. Let's talk about that. Right. Oh. And it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong, but life has seasons and capacity changes. And so yes. many people just need permission slips and thought partners and time untangling and recalibrating capacity. It's totally normal. Yes. So good. There are a couple of things in there that just like jumped out to me. One is you mentioned identifying the glass balls. And I talk a lot with my coaching clients about this, about, you know, when you look at all the things you are juggling, because we do imagine we're juggling all these things. Which ones are made of glass? And when they hit the ground, it's going it like, I don't pay my electric bill. They're going to turn my lights right. off. That's a glass ball. Which ones are maybe plastic or rubber? They hit the ground. They'll bounce back. They'll roll off. You pick them up. You try it again later. And I think being able to identify which is which is a huge first step in recognizing that I do have 27 things on my list today, but if I've had a Janice moment and recognized I can only do two major work things and one family thing, obviously I can't put all 20, which ones cannot hit the floor? Yeah. And you can't be upset about that process because I know it fills you with rage. Um, it fills me with rage too. <laughs> But it helps me clock out at three o'clock and not be mad at myself. Right. How come I didn't get 10 things done? Because you were never going to get 10 things done. Like it yes. was it was never going to happen. Three o'clock is a really hard day in my schedule, a, a hard moment in my schedule. And then Friday afternoon is really hard too. Because you're like, oh, that was it. Okay. Everything else has to wait till Monday. Boo. <laughs> right. And is it easy to blow through those boundaries if you've, because what you're talking about is a boundary that you've set in place for yourself Yeah. because we can 100% put all 27 things on the list and go like a workhorse until we just can't go anymore. But it's just going to make three o'clock me feel terrible. Yes. And then does that help me show up as the after school mom I want to be? No. Um. Does that help be Friday being grumpy about the terrible plan that I made that I would have never had a chance at executing, does that help me be present with my family over the weekend? No. And if I work all weekend to try to be productive or busy or like fix the problem, mm -hmm. how does that help me show up on Monday, burn to a crisp? And now, <laughs> right. now I'm just digging myself farther in the hole. Like right. it never works. And unfortunately, you have to live through those loops a couple of times to notice like, well, that didn't work. Oh, look, <laughs> that didn't work again. Oh, look. <laughs> That never works. Oh, okay. Yes. I guess 
I guess it's time to recalibrate my capacity. Yes. So the other thing that really stood out to me from everything you just said, um, allowing that grace for yourself, the like letting go of that shame, that guilt, you know, we can wallow there. Oh my goodness. I can wallow there on just like, why didn't I, why can't I, it seems like everybody else is. And you know, all of that, um, but you have mentioned a couple times this idea of a permission slip, this yeah. giving yourself permission. And part of that is giving yourself permission to take some things off your plate, right? What talk to me about that? What does that look like? Yeah. So there's like the nine to five, there's like the 40 hour work week. There's these like social containers that we hear about, Mm -hmm. um, the six figure year, the 5k month. There's all these things that we hear about. I don't know where they came from. I was a teacher for 12 years and now I work as a virtual support provider when my children are in school. So I never was on the nine to five. Why am I comparing what I can get done in a quote work day to people who have nine to five in an office with a closed door and an hour for lunch? Why am I even I love that for putting myself near (laughs) that? I've literally never lived that life. So why do I think I can make the same money as someone in that container? Why do I think I can schedule the same number of meetings in a day or the same number of projects in the day? Why? Mm -hmm. Why? Did I trip into that pothole and think that those two things were apples and apples? Like, why? Mm -hmm. Um, And so the same thing happens with income. When we actually look at the hours people have identified that they want to spend on certain things, why do we think that all of this is going to fit in that container? Like, why? And I think it's a bummer when you think like, do I hate those surveys that are like, do you work full-time or do you work part-time? I'm like, well, it certainly feels full-time. Right? Like, I just work all the time. (laughs) I work. I work five days a week. Um, I work very intentionally. Like I sit down in the morning and then I have lunch and then I sit in the afternoon. Certainly right. feels like full time. Right. But I pick my children up at three o'clock. So um, yeah, I guess I'm not working till five, whatever that even means. Um, so oh, I actually have two hours less to work every day than whoever is in this imaginary container. So you know what? It actually makes sense that I make less money than they do in certain seasons. And I guess it makes sense that I can get one less thing done every day. Right. Like maybe they can get three work tasks done in a day. And maybe I could if I was working till five, but I've chosen to work until three. So my container is a different shape. My container is a different size. I have to stop putting three things in a container that only fits two. It always drives back to comparisonitis. If I think that my neighbor makes X dollars, well, it's they're in a Monday through Friday, 12 months a year, nine to five. Of course, their math problem is different. Yes. And so like, why why did I think that what I was doing in this different shaped container was supposed to get me to that goal? And so once the math just gets sorted out and the expectations, then you can identify what actually is possible. So I love putting the buckets together in someone's work week and hearing the words that they say, like, I want to work from nine to two, Monday through Thursday. Cool. And you like draw that out. And then they say, my most important thing is this. And my next most important thing is that. And you say like, well, how long does that take? And then you have this moment where you get to tell them, well, that sounds awesome. Your buckets are now full. Like I put all of those tasks into the containers you had and that's all it fits. And oh, no, 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 no. Like it has to all fit. (laughs) I have more things. Make it fit, Janice. Make it fit. But it's like, no, but wait, it's beautiful. Like you told me the hours you wanted to work and you told me that the glass balls, the things that were the most important. And yay, we figured out, we put breathing room in for lots of reasons. I am the productivity strategist expert. And I'm here to tell you the bad news. Your buckets are full. Like I just drew the line for you. So the great news is you're never going to get all these done. I'll tell you that right now. Mm -hmm. Where else are we going to put them? Like, can we put them on next quarter? Can we put them in this other period of time? That's a slower season. Is there someone else that could be doing them? Do we need to swap out some things in the container now that you are in the sobering realization that the containers are not infinite? Because as moms, it's not just I'll work harder. I'll wake up earlier. I'll will it to be true. I'll stay up later. No, it's 
sorry, it's not going to work. So <laughs> that I will tell you like confession, because again, like productivity strategist over here, yeah. right? Like this is what we do, but 100% when it feels like it's so much, that is my default mode. I will immediately, well, if I just need to get up earlier and I can get more. I'll just stay up later. Oh, I'm just going to get sick and all of next week's going to get canceled. Like it Girl, never works. Yes, that's exactly, exactly. And you know, we, we learn, we get back in our groove, but I, what you were just talking about with like identifying the buckets, putting the things in, oh, look, you're full. We talk about this. And you are so good about helping people identify what an ideal work week looks like. And I love that you're able to see what they have, see what they want, because that's part of the ideal work week, right? Like we need to get the work done. Also, we want to create some breathing room. That's we are here for that. We want to be people not workhorses. Why do we need breathing room? Because the internet's going to go out. Why do we need breathing room? Because the kid's going to get the puke bug. Why do we need the breathing room? It's not because we're living this fluffy, airy, Instagrammable life. Right. Because I want a week at the spa. What? (laughs) That's not it. Um, It's the real talk of it. I noticed you left Thursday mornings open. I sure did. (laughs) Right. Well, can't we put something else there? Oh, really? Nope. Nope. Sure can. Um, or you bring these other things that they didn't mention. Like, well, when are you going to do your taxes? Like, when are you going to pay your bills? Do you like to eat food? When are you going to grocery shop? <laughs> I like to have clean clothes. I noticed you didn't mention ever washing your laundry. Like, it's a bummer. Um, You have to leave breathing room because I'm like, otherwise the plan's junk. Otherwise the plan doesn't work because it does. it's not honest. Yeah. And this is the piece that you do so well that this is like one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on, because as we think through, like, here's my to-do list. I need to do all these things. I fit it in the day. I fit it in the week, whatever. It's like, call me at three o'clock. I already know this doesn't work. (laughs) Yes. Janice comes in and goes, I noticed you didn't mention food today. Talk to me about that. And she does it in such a loving and gracious way. Like, I noticed nowhere in this month do you have wash any clothes. Can you talk to me about that? Do you have a laundry service and I didn't know? Tell me all about it. Do you intermittent fast? Because I notice you don't have breakfast or lunch anywhere in this plan. <laughs> totally cool if you do. Just asking for a friend. Yes. And that's that's how it always, it just, it makes me so happy because it's well, always- I'll grab a, a bar at my desk. No, no. Once in a while. Once in a while, a bar is okay, Janice. But, but that can't be the A plan. Right. It can't be the A plan. We're not going to live there a hundred percent. Okay. So we have gone really well. I feel like into being productive versus being busy. I do want to clarify just because I can imagine some listeners hearing us talk about like, I can do two work tasks a day. Mm -hmm. And that may come across as like, I can answer an email and... Right. right. You know, talk Gosh, to me about only. what that looks like for like what is a work task? If you're doing two a day, yeah. What does so that everyone's involve? everyone's job's super different here. Yeah. So that's a really good for point. you. Um, for you. Yeah. Like checking your email isn't a work task, right? Yeah. There's like a it's just not. Um, circling back with people, that's not a work task for me either. Do I have a block? Does it need to happen? Is it super important? Managing my schedule. Yup. Like those are things that need to happen. They're like two focus work blocks. So in my Workday, I have two hours before lunch and I have three hours after lunch. And that's really how long my brain can focus on something is two to three hours. So if I have a project that I'm trying to solve a puzzle, create something, help in some way, I really do need like two or three hours to do something of substance and help. And then after like two hours, I either need like a nap or a snack, right? Yeah. <laughs> So I can put my brain in one person's business and hyper-focus and make something incredible happen for them in the two-hour block. And then I need to eat lunch and walk my dog and step away from my desk and move my body and be a human. And then I have the capacity to do something else like big and impactful for someone else for three hours. So that's the nature of the work that I do. Um, A two-hour work block could be lots of little things, but for one person's business with my brain on one channel. Right. Focused Um, in one area. more often on my desk, it's usually big problems to solve. Right. Which is what I do. Right. So, and when you are like 
the brain behind someone else's business, making sure all the projects are getting done and getting to the people where they need to go. You're editing content. You're that makes sense that you're just saying this two hours, this is the project I'm focused on instead of squirreling. If between. I'm writing a month of someone's marketing content, I want to understand the story from beginning to end. I want to know the brand voice I'm writing in and who the person is and who I'm writing to. And I want to know everything that's going on in that person's uh, business for the next month. And I want to write the whole story from beginning to end. That's how I do my best work. And that's how I don't miss things and have things drop through the cracks. Same thing if I'm helping with someone's podcast, I'm sitting down once. I have all the tabs open for only that person. and. I'm doing the whole thing. So that's just, I'm a batcher. That's how things work. I can't edit one thing in the morning and then I write one email tomorrow and then whatever. I just, I think because my brain has to be so many different people, Mm -hmm. I can't do really impactful on-brand work unless I get to like be that person for two hours. But I love, I love that the, you are able to recognize like I have two hours here and sometimes it's it's 30 minutes, right? Like I have 30 minutes. What can I intentionally focus on for this block of time yeah. to knock out? It's not a how many things can I cram into this block right. and do the things. It's what focused work can I do well in the time that I have. Yeah. And today's, um, I talk a lot about things that are morning, fresh cup of coffee tasks and things that are afternoon tasks, because I think we all have to know our own rhythms that way too. I can't do work in the nighttime. I just can't. I have nothing to give to the world in the evening. I can't Mm -hmm. try. It's not going to happen. It doesn't matter if I have another cup of coffee and I stay up later, like no one, no one won. And you also have to know like the types of days and I make myself containers. So we're recording this on a Thursday. Thursday is my face to camera day. I have a whole bunch of calls scheduled today. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Today's my day that I talk to people and I'm social and we have calls. Um, I'm not also going to get two focused work projects done for my business or anyone else's. So it would be silly of me to put that on my calendar. So the pile of calls that I have today count as one focused work task because it's one type of thing. And then I have some smaller tasks saved for one other person's business that I can start and stop and start and stop and start and stop today in between calls. So that's my two things. I can clear a bunch of small things for this person's business, and I can do all the calls that have stacked up on my desk for my own business, and that's it. That's my two things. Yeah, well, and recognizing that is huge because I know pre-all of the work we've done together, I was taking meetings whenever people could take meetings, right? Like I've got a Zoom or two here. I've got a phone call here. I've got in-person meeting here. And like every day of the week was being interrupted, honestly, interrupted with meetings. And not that I didn't want to have those meetings or they weren't good or any of that. But when you are interjecting something like that into every single day of your week, it is hard to do the focused work on anything right. else. Because I need a big chunk of time to be my best self. And so right. I had to notice that. And sometimes it means someone has to wait to get on my calendar. I don't mean to be a diva about that. Sometimes people say that. They say, like, is the next opening on your calendar really three weeks from now? I'm like, it sure is. Um, because like I know how many face-to-camera things I can do in a day. Yes. And I know that I can only put them on Thursdays. If you're trying to get on my calendar and other people got there first, then I guess three Thursdays from now is when I'm free. It doesn't help either one of us for me to put you in in another time slot where I can't show up as the best version of myself and help you. Right. And, you know, babies aren't dying here. You can wait three weeks. Like, <laughs> it's going to be okay. If you know it feels urgent right now, like brain dump it, get on the calendar, get it off your chest, know right. that you have a solution, and it probably can wait two weeks. It's probably okay. Right. Yeah. In fact, I, sometimes I, if it feels like it's not okay, it's probably a sign that you need to step away from it for a couple of weeks. Right. That's when it starts to feel a little more urgent than it probably is. And it may like some things are urgent, but a yeah, lot yeah. of things that we feel are urgent right. probably aren't so much. But because we've worked through that together and I was in I was like, this is not working. I've done something very similar. Like Tuesday, I just know Tuesday's my meeting day. So if somebody says, when can we get together? Like, I've got this slot on Tuesday, or maybe it's three weeks out or whatever. But I think that's a huge part of knowing how to manage that capacity. Well, and childcare wise, when like the internet does go out or um, someone is sick or there's just like all of those real life scenarios, 95% of the time I can wiggle and I'm the flexible person in our household. 
But if it's my calls day and that's going to create this like domino effect of whatever, then like, it's not my turn. I just have to be like, I'm sorry, it's Thursday. Like, you know, I can't wiggle on Thursdays. Right. And then it's not my turn. And so if I'm 95% of the time taking a hit, then there's no problem when my husband says to his boss, like Thursday. So my wife, um, like, She's just not free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and they know that 95% of the time I cover and he is there. So it works out in the end. But if I have bits and bobs all over the place, it's a mess for everyone. Yes. Yes, it is. Done. Been there, done that. Yeah. Um, okay. Tools and strategies. You know, we like to get practical here. I want real things we walk away with that are helpful. So talk to me about tools, strategies that you have found to be helpful when you are managing your daily or your weekly capacity. Yeah. So buckets for my days, themes for my days, super huge for me. Understanding how many blocks I have to fill. I'm not afraid to, we're on a video call right now, so that doesn't transfer to a podcast, but I'm not afraid to like take out an index card and like physically draw the 10 blocks that I have for my work week and decide who's going where. Just to make sure I have to check and balance myself all the time to make sure like, does this actually fit? Does this math actually work? And then Mm -hmm. I have to keep it on my desk and be like, just stick to the plan, girl. Like you made a plan. If you just drive the plan, then it works. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why are those two different people, the people who make the plan and the people who execute the plan? Yeah. I am a paper pencil person when I'm overwhelmed and I'm in chaos. Sometimes I need to copy what's in my digital planning tool onto a daily planning pad or a legal pad just to like repeat to myself what the big priorities are and to like physically cross it off like the old school days. So um, I do use digital days. planning tools a lot, but I always tell people like, that doesn't mean I'm taking them away. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm taking your paper away. I have an undated daily planner that I reach for in times that I just need that support. I have an undated monthly planner that I use as like scrap paper. When I'm like, okay, I'm going on a trip for two weeks in February and I also want to be able to pay my mortgage. Can (laughs) I actually fit everything into this container? Yes or no. Sometimes a digital planning pad isn't going to do that for me. I'm not ready to reallocate and reshuffle things on like the final draft. I just need to sketch it out. So I have an undated daily planning pad. I have an undated weekly planning pad. I have an undated monthly planning pad and I have a legal pad on my desk. So like those are my paper planning tools. So the physical paper things, it sounds like we do the same thing. We use the physical paper pen or pencil, if you're a little scared to commit, to sketch it out and to see, to have the visual of does it fit or what does fit, right. where can it go? And then that digital piece, because we are on our computers a lot, person like the two of us. So that's where we're keeping the actual to-do lists, the tasks, the information we need, right? So, so talk this to is me about not that. a pretty paper planner that's dated that I fill out every morning. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. There is no bullet journal. There are no stickers. I don't have any time for that. It's just, washi tape. Me. You don't have rolls of washi tape. Oh my God. And then you filled out your planner layout for the week. And then there was a snow day and I have to throw the whole planner away for the whole year because <laughs> it's ruined. Like I, that's too much level of commitment for me. It gives uh. me, it gives me hives. I can't. That's not me. But um, most of my work, I found that a digital, like traditional planner is not the vibe for me because all of the work I do, like to start the work, I need to open the tabs and follow the links. So I am in digital planning and I do use Asana. It's free. It flexes with my life as my business grows. I can put in as much or as little as I want to and it works for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sometimes I feel like I also need a paper support tool to just tame the crazy in my brain. Um, But it's usually a short burst. It's I'm trying to solve a problem. Okay, now I have clarity on the direction we're going in. And then Asana is where I spend my day. Right. The specific things, the tasks the, with the links and the attachments and the details right. and all of that. And the recurring tasks, there. the taking yes. things out of my brain so I don't have to try to remember them. Why am I trying to remember things if a computer can remind me? I just have to use the tools, right? Yes. And so yes. different people's brains work different ways. I think that's a talent that you and I both have that like, it doesn't matter what system I use. You're not here to learn about my system. We're here to make a system that works for your brain, your life, and what you 
100%. There's lots of cookie cutter frameworks out on the internet. I'm not a cookie cutter framework kid. I'm just never going to be. Yeah. You know, we, we do not love that life. We do not love this idea that the expert comes in and says, this is the thing that will solve all your problems. Like, you don't know. You don't know me. You don't know my life. Yeah, if we take it back to the Lazy Genius, one of the most fantastic Facebook groups on the entire internet. So someone drops like their entire like problem in life and they're like, I need to figure out how to blah, 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 blah. And then the next person who comments is always this kind stranger on the internet that you don't know. And they always say, well, dear, name what matters. Like there is a framework, but it's a loosey goosey framework. Like I can't comment on how to solve this problem until I know what's important to you. And if we talk about busy versus productive, who says what's productive? You can't decide if it's been a productive day if you didn't stop and identify what was important. If you don't know what the two important things are, how are you going to feel bad when they didn't happen? And how are you going to feel good when they did? I yes. think that's the big problem with productive is it's not about quantity. Yeah. It's like, what were the two important things? If you forgot to stop and name them, how can we even measure? How can we even measure what happened here? Yes. Yeah. So it is that that little step between here's all the things that need to get done, let's go. And here's all the things that get done that need to get done. Let me pick what takes priority. Yeah. That little step makes all the difference between being productive and staying busy. And I think when you make the breathing room to make the good plan, then you sit down at your to-do list in the morning and you just drive the plan. And I think it's those like those beginning pieces that are the magic because when I get off this call, I'm going to put my face in a sauna and it's going to tell me what the next thing is to do. Because mm-hmm. we've already done the work to decide what the priorities are today, what goes on the list, what doesn't go on the list, what type of day this is, all of that. It didn't make it into Asana without like some overthinking already. Right. So now I just have to not sabotage myself and I just have to trust the plan. This is not the time for creativity for me to be like, but I could start that other project that I'm really inspired by. <laughs> I think I'll hop on this webinar I saw a Facebook ad for. Absolutely not. Like Asana is my secretary and it already said like, this is the thing that has to get done today. doesn't matter if you're in the mood or not. Sorry. Whatever's in that box for today really does need to happen today because it's part of a whole big spider web. And so I just have to love myself enough to trust the plan and execute it. Oh, I love everything that you just said, because I just, I've got to interject here for anyone else who is a creative, ADHD, squirrely, like everything that you just said speaks to my soul. And you know that because you've had to have this conversation with me before. Like, And I work with, with other creative people. I'm yes, not changing like, who you are. Right. It's okay to be the creative person. It's okay that you got ADHD. It's okay that that is a piece of who you are. But that last piece that you just said about, I have to love myself enough, right, to stick with the plan that's been, that is the piece that I have to remind myself, remind the people that I am coaching, that it's not like we're trying to trap people in a box, right? We're not trying to cause restrictions or create laws of this is how you have to live your life. And now Asana is bossing you around. You sit down, you decide what's important to you. You make the priorities, you set them in place And then when you've put them all in whatever your system is, for us, it's a sauna, but for whatever you're using, if it's your paper planner with the washi tape and it makes you happy, you sit down and look at it and it tells you what you've already decided leads to you being your best self and leads to you being able to create that breathing room. And when you start to squirrel, you dump that idea somewhere else. You dump that Facebook free webinar recording, whatever it is that you want to go do somewhere else to review and say, when can I look at that again later? When can I circle back to that? Because today I'm going to love myself enough to stick to the plan 
I've decided what that will preach Janice Cook. Thank you for that. I went to a marketing webinar yesterday. It leads to a product that I probably will buy, a professional development experience that I actually do think I would enjoy and it would help me in certain goals, but it doesn't align to any of the two big picture goals I'm working on right now. So I don't care if there's a coupon code or fast acting, but I don't care just how I am. I'm like, thanks for answering all of my questions about that. You are safe and sound in a sauna. I will probably be in your cohort in the future, but like that doesn't align. That's just not part of what I'm working on in Q2. Mm -hmm. So... I love what you taught. I am probably going to convert as a lead for you, but it's not going to be right now. But not Because today. I love myself enough to trust the plan I already have. And I see the containers of Q2, and I know that they're full with what I already have decided is my priority. And that priority is not jumping the line. Sometimes it does. Q1, like it's March when we're recording this, is way too early to give up on the goals that I overthought for this calendar year. Yeah. It's way too soon. Um, So nope. Um, Thank you for that shiny thing, trying to cut the line. Thank you for the journey of me asking myself, should this cut the line? Nope. Did I finish my two big goals for this year? I did not. Um, I will never finish them if things keep cutting the line. Yes. Oh, so good. Okay. I have two questions left as we wrap up. And this next one I know is probably going to be a really quick answer because we've already spoken to it so much. But just with all that we've discussed, do you feel you are able to create that breathing room in your daily life? I think I'm better at it than I used to be, Um, but there's always that aspirational piece. And I think taking the time to turn within and listen about what your ideal week could look like in the future without beating yourself up that you're not there right now is really important. So I want to move to a four-day work week. I don't know when, but it is my like it is my North Star right now. It's what I'm yeah. working towards. So I desire on Fridays to have some space to do laundry and meal plan and cook and run returns and errands so that those things aren't in my family time bucket. I would like to do that while my children are at school on Fridays. That would make me really happy. Cool. Well, I need to make the revenue number that I need to make by Thursday afternoon for that math to work. If you think that will help me stay laser focused and trust Asana and work the plan Monday through Thursday, you better believe it does. So when these shiny things come to my desk and people are like, can you squeeze in that? No, I cannot. <laughs> like Because my North Star, I don't want to work the weekend. I want to someday get out of Fridays. That doesn't help me get to that goal. Mm. And it's that clarity and intention and the reminding yourself of like, what's, what's the point here? What are we trying to do and why? You have to hit yourself on the head over it and check and balance every single time. So have I been able to create breathing room? Yeah, I've shared some some great things today. Like today, Thursday, my face-to-camera day, I actually made breathing room so that that's not stressful for me. Yeah. Um, yay, I learned. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. I used to work Wednesday nights. My husband would stream on Twitch and I was like, great, I can do an extra work block today because I'm not like taking from anyone else in the family. Just bring the baby monitor down to my desk in my office. Why? Um, It made me a junk person on Thursday and Friday because I had stayed up too late. And in the end, I got the same amount of work done. I just slept less. Mm. So I stopped doing that. So um, I made breathing room to watch the new episode of Ted Lasso last night. And that- was way more recharging and yeah. helped me show up in the world better today. So I'm slowly getting smarter, but am I working five days this week? Yes. So I am not I am not in my four-day work week yet, and that's okay. So I don't know if it's always a journey. It might always be a journey. I think capacity will constantly recalibrate, and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I'm broken. No, absolutely. Listen, life, is a crazy ride, man. And we are just hanging on and doing our best (laughs) as it goes. And I think you're doing amazing. And I love that idea of having your North Star. You know exactly where you want to go. You know what your end big goal is. And honestly, that one step is one that I think a lot of people just skip over. We're just going mm-hmm. through life. We're working the job. We're doing the family thing, whatever it is. Because you're too busy. We're too busy. We're too busy to, to think about what we want. A plan. You don't even yeah. have time to figure out what you want. It's yeah. such a bummer. And while you stop and figure that out, are other things like falling and not getting done? Yep. They are. It stinks. But it matters. That's yeah. the, that is the thing is 
it matters to know where you're headed, why you're doing the things you're doing. What are you going towards? And not even like working towards like all this effort, like do more, be more, not here for that vibe, right? Why? Why? Why are we working more? Right. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Say that to myself, right? Stop it. I love, I love all of that. Okay. And the very last, well, I'm going to say second to last, because you know, I'm going to ask you one more. Second to last, is there a book or a podcast you would like to recommend to our listeners? Yeah. I mean, I spend a significant portion of my day listening to podcasts. So um, that Mm -hmm. is as a hard one. I am going to stick with the book I already recommended, The Lazy Genius Way yeah, um, and the Facebook group. You can listen to it. You can read it. It doesn't matter. You can reread it. You can read just a chapter of it. I don't like if you're someone like me who finishing a book is like really, really hard. I think it's still fine. You could read a chapter of that book, feel like it changed your life yeah, and then pick it back up three years later and it will meet you in a totally different place. But she is just so compassionate and down to earth about the fact that we do not all work the same way, but we all deserve to find what makes us happy. Love that. The other one that's really compassionate like that is that how to keep house while you're drowning. Yes. You know, I love that. That book book is like a warm hug. It's about all the care tasks that are involved, like brushing your hair, brushing your teeth, cleaning off your kitchen island so you can prepare a meal. And just reminding you that like those things are hard. Sorry if Instagram didn't tell you that, but like all (laughs) these little pieces of adulting are actually super hard. Um, It's like a warm hug to hear that from someone. Mm -hmm. And have them meet you where you are in different seasons of life when like you just cannot even. So both of those books, I'm going to cheat and give them a tie. And then the podcast is about the part that we just talked about, about loving yourself enough to trust the plan. That would be Maddie Fry. That would be the Living Mm. in Sunshine podcast. Love Maddie. She is like, and it's Living in Sunshine, but she is literally like a ray of sunshine. I love Maddie so much. And she's about the real and the messy and the showing up anyway. And the, but what do you actually want in life? What does a joyful life look like to you? And having her in your ear as your hype person to remind you that it's not about what like your next door neighbor, the PTO president or your mother-in-law or your aunt Sally, like told you (laughs) your life should look like, like Maddie just challenges all of that and reminds us that the only thing that matters is like what you actually want your life to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, I think everyone needs to have Maddie in their ears and her podcast is a great place to start, but she also has a really incredible supportive community where people do get to take that time for themselves and their own goals and design their life so that it matters for them. And so if my ideal work week is nine to two, Monday through Thursday, she's like, cool. Let's make that a thing. And if someone else's ideal work week is I only work on Saturdays and Sundays when my husband's home, she's like, cool, let's make that work for you. And right. gosh, I just I just need that in my life in this season. Yes. Oh, I love her. all of those. All three of those are good. And I'll just listen, uh, Kendra, Casey, Maddie, if any of you would like to come on the podcast at any time, holler at me because those are all amazing conversations that we would all benefit from. I think 100%. they're amazing. I would push play on those so fast. Um, right? All three of those humans are like, thank you. You're a gift from above. Yes. I need you in my ears today. And I'm really protective about the ears, things that I allow in my ears, the voices. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're following someone on Instagram and they're making you feel like crap, oh my God, please mute them or unfollow them. Yes. Day, I don't have, I don't have space in my life for extra wrong voices to be coming in so that I can battle more demons so that I can get back to my North Star. Right. No, 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 no. No, ain't nobody so if got you're time not for helping me get where I want to go and making me feel better. Um, <laughs> you're gone. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> I love that. All right. Everything that we've mentioned, we're going to have links in the show notes because we yeah. want you to have access to all of these amazing books and podcasts that we are loving. Janice, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram. That's where everyone is, I hope. Um, so I am teacher Janice VA in Instagram, and that's because I'm a virtual assistant, not because I live in Virginia. 
Um, but that's what people search for when they look for me. We did our time in the online teaching industry where people called us Teacher Rachel and Teacher Janice. That's right. That's how people still search for me on the interwebs, which is fine. Um, I am one of those people who is active on stories every day. You can slide in my DMs. You can talk to me about absolutely everything. So you'll see talks about productivity and strategies, but you'll also just see like the ideal work playing out every day or not. Yeah. Um, and it starts some really great conversations. You know, I did a story this morning about my face to camera day and the things, the types of things that aren't going to happen today. And I think if you enjoy having that permission slip during your morning coffee, hearing that I start my day by making a list of things that aren't going to happen today. Yes. Um, if that would feel really good for you, I'd love to high five you over on Instagram and have a little chit chat. Yes. And I will say, you know, there are some people, and I've said this before with others, but there are some people you go, you comment on their story or you jump in their DMs and say something and like you never hear back from the, Janice is not that person. No, okay. I always if, circle back. Always. You will hear back from Janice and she does, she's in her stories every day sharing and even just the like day to day, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm not doing. This was a fun thing. Here's a podcast I'm listening to. It's all so helpful just to have that in my feed every day. We all just need that socialness and that connection. And so um, you can slide in my DMs anytime, but I am very active over on the gram. So that's always the place to start for all things me. Yes. Thank you so much for jumping in with me today. This has been an amazing conversation. I know I have benefited from it. So 100% our listeners are benefiting from it. And hopefully we'll get to do this again before too long. Yeah. And thank you for talking about capacity because we all need to revisit and recalibrate capacity. And it's a really important topic to unpack. Thank you. So glad you were here today. How amazing is she? I loved getting to sit down with Janice and just really dive into this idea of being productive, being intentional. And how good was that idea of having a North Star that you're working towards. I'm just, I'm writing it down. I'm going to have it on a post-it note on my computer all the time. What is your North Star? What are you walking towards right now? If you don't know, maybe it's time to take a hot second and figure it out. I think that was amazing. Listen, if this content was helpful for you, there are two things you can do that are really going to support this podcast. First of all, you're going to hit that follow or subscribe button. And secondly, screenshot this episode and then share it in your Instagram stories so others will know that you enjoyed it. We've already talked about Janice and I are over on Instagram. We would love to connect with you there. So when you share, make sure to tag me at rachel.d.baker and tag Janice at teacher Janice VA. And that way we can connect with you over there as well. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to check the show notes to get links for all the resources mentioned in this episode. As always, your reviews make such a difference. So thank you for taking the time to leave those for us. Your ratings and thoughts mean so much. I love reading each and every one. As we wrap up today, please remember, life can feel crazy and overwhelming sometimes, but you will never regret taking the time to create some breathing room.